Hello, this is Jeff Windsor, and this is Lucky Words, a podcast where we talk about culture, art, and a good deal of poetry, ideally all while we're outdoors doing something cool. got up early to come to this spot, which is a, a burning hot spot. It's by the little regional airport that we have here, which is right next to the lake, and they've dug a dike between the lake and the airport that fills up with water, and uh, lots of lots of water birds there, and sparrows, and I presume lots of bugs, because there's lots to eat, I guess. So there's always lots of birds here. I've been out here for maybe an hour. I think I've seen 22, 23 species of birds. Just about done. I need to be getting back because I do have other things that I need to do. Pause. What are you? Robin. No big deal. I thought as long as I'm out, I should record one more Shakespeare sonnet. This is sonnet number 20. Again, this is Shakespeare writing to the handsome young man. A woman's face, with nature's own hand painted hast thou, the master mistress of my passion. A woman's gentle heart, but not acquainted with shifting change as is false woman's fashion. An eye more bright than theirs, less false in rolling, gilding the object whereupon it gazeth. A man in hue, all hues in his controlling, which steals men's eyes and women's souls amazeth. And for a woman wert thou first created, till nature as she wrought thee fell a doting, and by addition me of thee defeated, by adding one thing to my purpose nothing. But since she pricked thee out for women's pleasure, mine be thy love, and thy love's use, their treasure. So let's break this one down. First, some of this is pretty straightforward. He says, a woman's face with nature's own hand painted hast thou. So, yes, he's saying you are as beautiful as a woman. Now, in this, women as a category still retain the top spot in terms of beauty. But the man has that woman's beauty. Then comes that fascinating line, the master mistress of my passion. Those two words, master, mistress, both male and female. And he is attributing to the handsome young man the attributes of both, and his affection is to the handsome young man as both, both the master of his passion and the mistress of his passion. It is both dominant and submissive. Then he goes through and gives a number of female attributes to the handsome young man. A woman's gentle heart, 
uh, but it has the good qualities, but not the bad qualities. These stereotypically Renaissance female qualities that a woman is fickle. An eye more bright than theirs, but less false in rolling. And then it gets into the supernatural, gilding the object whereupon it gazeth. Everything the handsome young man looks at turns to gold. Not only is he the object of desire for the speaker in the poem, but for everybody else. The handsome young man steals men's eyes. When he walks in the room, every man goes, dang. That is a man much more handsome than I. And women's souls amazeth. The last six lines, there is an interesting turn. He says, And for a woman wert thou first created. Which is to say that a man is made for a woman. And speaking sexually here, that uh, men and women have a natural compatibility, sexually speaking. Till nature... This is a personified nature, the creator here. Nature, as she wrought thee, fell a doting, and by addition, me of thee defeated. So nature created the handsome young man. Nature is female, and as she created him, fell a doting, fell in love, and decided to make this one creation male, the one thing added. And that one addition, for Shakespeare's purpose, ruined it. And so he says, by adding one thing, and you know what the one thing is, to my purpose, nothing. So by adding that one thing, ruined it for Shakespeare. He is no longer able to have the pleasure that he seeks in this one creation. So in those last two lines... But since she pricked thee out for women's pleasure, a little pun there in pricked, she pricked thee out for women's pleasure, mine be thy love, and thy love's use their treasure. Love is operating in two different ways there. First is the emotional. Mine be thy love. But the second time it becomes physical. And thy love's use, love their symbolizing something else, there, that is, women's treasure. So in these two, gender gets all mixed up. At the same time, it is deeply solidified in traditional roles. So this poem is being both traditional and transgressive at the same time. It's amazing how much he's packing into this poem in describing what I think we can only call a highly passionate, strictly platonic relationship. Let's look at the whole thing together. A woman's face, with nature's own hand painted, hast thou, the master mistress of my passion. A woman's gentle heart, but not acquainted with shifting change, as is false women's fashion. An eye more bright than theirs, less false in rolling, gilding the object whereupon it gazeth. A man in hue all hues in his controlling, which steals men's eyes, and women's souls amazeth. And for a woman wert thou first created, till nature as she wrought thee fell a-doting, and by addition me of thee defeated, by adding one thing to my purpose, nothing. 
But since she pricked thee out for women's pleasure, mine be thy love, and thy love's use their treasure. Lucky Words is a one-man show. It's just me. Typically recorded somewhere here near my home in Utah. Sometimes traveling out and about. Always recorded outdoors and typically in a single take. If you'd like to read the text of today's poem or any of the other poems or anything else, some quotes about art or the outdoors, if you'd like to read some essays that I've written, it's all available at jeffreywindsor.net.